lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. And what a Wednesday it is. My goodness. Uh, an incredible amount of important things happening. And we're going to try to cover them all as best we can here today on the program. I'm Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. And he is Aaron McIntyre. You are you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can reach at Steve at SteveDace.com. Last name again is D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And then look for us on places and platforms that don't try to censor us uh, with their own agenda. You can find those when you look for Steve Dace on MeWe, Parlor. Gab and Getter. You can also find clips of the show that are both free to watch and free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Again, rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And I want to remind you uh, the Christmas from COVID Stan or a COVID Stan Christmas, our commemorative Christmas album parody, the entire video, you can watch it. And not worry that it won't be there tomorrow uh, because I happen to, I got a bit of it in with the guy that owns Rumble, so I think we're going to be okay. All right. So, rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Again, that is rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Uh, a lot going on here today, but let me begin by letting you know that I messed up yesterday and I apologize. Okay. So, I was unaware that Built Bar had continued for an extra day the Cyber Monday 20% off. And a few of you emailed me and said, hey, I put in promo code DACE and it cost me more. Thanks for nothing. All right? So my bad. I was not aware of that. Mea culpa, mea culpa, maxima mea culpa. It's the Christmas season. Please forgive me, okay? Uh, The Cyber Monday sale is now done. So if you do go to Built Bar and get the absolute greatest protein bar of all time, use my last name, Dace, as your promo code. It, it, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And if you're wondering, hey, how do you cut down on just going way overboard? You know, how about a protein bar that tastes exactly, if not better, than a lot of the candy bars out there with phenomenal flavors that are out right now, like white chocolate cheesecake, blueberry muffin, uh, coconut brownie chunk, etc., Um, You want to get them all because they're all very good and all of them covered in real chocolate, loaded with flavor, protein, not loaded with calories, carbs, and sugar. When you go to Built.com, promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, for Built.com and use that promo code DACE to get 15% off at Built.com. All right, coming up here uh, today on the program, well, first I should let you know that I've taken this question for five years, and you don't have to ask me any longer. This morning at 7 a.m. at Granite State Prison in Oklahoma, filming for the movie version of my 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot, about a demonic takeover of America, which doesn't look like fiction right now. Nope. Anybody? Okay. Anyway, filming began at 7 a.m., this morning. Are they just out filming the streets? Just No, there's there's just more showing of a, what's actually going on. <laughs> there's there's more of a plan than that. I mean, and when you're filming in an active prison, you need to have a plan 
Okay, so there's a it's a little bit more meticulously planned than just random shots. But they could get okay. away with it if need be, you know, in a pinch. Right. My company's paying for the movie. I hope they're not doing random shots. All right, otherwise we'll be doing some random shots. To quote, Clark, you know what I'm saying? Clark is Griswold. See the plight, kids. You know, it's yes. out there. Yeah, we're, 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 I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere. If I find out they're yes. just out there doing random shots, okay. Uh, but no, the film version of a nefarious plot began principal photography. Cameras rolled at 7 a.m. this morning. It is officially on. Any thoughts before we get on with the rest of the show? Man, we should we should be having like cigars and cocktails while doing the show. I mean, that's epic, dude. Congrats. It is. It's surreal to me. Like I, I can I still can't believe that we beat Ohio State last week and we're playing in Indianapolis Saturday. And I probably won't even believe it till I turn it on and see the game is on. Okay. <laughs> what and, a week for the Daces. I know. Holy and cow. and I don't it, it it's just surreal to me that this is going down. Uh next week I am going to visit the set, so we will not ha- be here live on Thursday and Friday next week, but you will get original shows, all right? We've already taped a couple of um I guess we'll say contemporary evergreens to go into those days knowing that it was going to be in this window somewhere that that I'd take time off to to visit the set and meet the cast and crew. So the family and I are heading down uh, to when the production moves to the massive sound stage we've constructed there in downtown Oklahoma City for the for the majority of the film. Uh we're going to go and visit the cast and the crew next Thursday and Friday. I'll be gone for that visit, but you will get original shows, but Yes, uh, filming begins after what happened the first, because I know you guys are asking me all kinds of casting questions. Here's all I can say right now. Nefarious is played by an Emmy Award winning actor, and that's all I can say right now, okay? Here's why. Because we were supposed to film this movie almost four months ago. And, you know, like you get those making of famous horror films, Poltergeist, The Omen, and The Exorcist, and they talk about all these things that went wrong, and people got seriously ill, and some, you know, have you ever seen any of those? And they're often scarier than the damn movies are, right? This happened to us, actually, back in August, including, like, near-death experience-level COVID for both of our directors, who were, like, in hospitals for, like, weeks. So we've just decided to make a decision internally. We want to get, like, a good week or two of actual dailies in the vault, all right, before, before we jinx anything else, okay? Even though right now it looks like, you know what, Red Auerbach is, you know, it looks like the Celtics are up by 20 with two minutes to go. He ain't firing the, the cigar up quite yet given recent history, fair? Fair. So we will let you know more of that information here in the coming days and weeks, okay? But filming for Nefarious or a Nefarious Plot is now officially underway. And we are very excited about that. We're also very excited to get to some of the subject matter that Aaron is going to highlight for us and what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Rolling Back Row. Today is the day the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in the Dobbs v. Women's Health Organization case. As you know, at the center of this case is a Mississippi law which bans baby killing after 15 weeks of pregnancy. If the court rules correctly, it will essentially overturn the 1973 case Roe v. Wade and pave the way for states to outlaw the practice in their own states. This morning, pro-life activists, along with pro-baby murder protesters, gathered outside the Supreme Court to rally. The case will likely come down to two Trump appointees 
Justices Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. In other legal proceedings around the country, the trial of Jelaine Maxwell kicked off this week. She's the longtime partner of the billionaire pedophile and human trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. She herself is standing trial for a bevy of charges, including sexual exploitation and trafficking of minors. The trial of Jussie Smollett, the disgraced actor, also began this week. He's facing a felony charge for filing a false police report stemming from a fake hate crime he staged against himself a couple of years ago. In the trial this week, it was revealed Smollett and his helpers actually staged a dry run of the fake hate crime before actually going through with it. Yesterday, a federal judge blocked Joe Biden's vaccine mandate impacting federal contractors from going into effect in Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. CNBC host Jim Cramer got really, really hammered. I mean, like, super sloshed and went on a psychotic rant on the vaccines. But back then, anyone who refused to get vaccinated would get ratted out immediately because we knew that person could hurt other people. The commonweal was a, a commonweal. So it's time to admit that we have to go to war against COVID. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. And even then, you need to help in the war effort by staying home until we finally beat this thing. CNN is indefinitely suspending anchor Chris Cuomo after it was revealed in The Atlantic recently that he, surprise, helped his brother dig up dirt on some of his sexual harassment accusers earlier this year. Police body cam footage was released yesterday of the traffic stop of a freelance NBC News reporter who was chasing the jury bus in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Police had pulled him over because he ran a red light. The reporter calls the booking producer for NBC News in New York who had given him orders to do so and... Man, oh man, is this cringe. Hi, officer. My name is Irene. I'm a booking producer with NBC News. Uh-huh. Um, we, we, we were just trying to respectfully, um, just trying to see if it's, um, if it's possible to, um, to find any leads about, um, about the, the case. And so we were, we, uh, we were just keeping our distance, um, just to see like where um, pe- people involved in, in the in the trial um, are positioned. They're, by no means were we trying to get in contact with any of any of the jury members. <laughs> it looks like in Detroit, the superintendent of the largest public school district there had this to say recently: Our curriculum is uh, deeply using critical race theory. Um, especially in social studies, but you'll find it uh, in English language arts and the other uh, disciplines. We made, uh, we were very intentional about creating a curriculum, infusing materials, um, and embedding critical race theory within our curriculum. And finally, LeBron James, a vaccine slappy and defender of the Chinese Communist Party, has tested positive for the Wuhan coronavirus and is expected to miss several games. And that's what happened while we were away. Finally, LeBron James gets something from the Shycoms that didn't require slave labor. Their virus. Aaron's montage, created by Aaron and not in a lab. Uh, it, um, uh, it is sponsored by our friends over at Omega XL. You know, you've got over 360 joints in your body, uh, from your neck all the way down your vertebrae to your arms, uh, your hips, knees, even your feet. That's a lot of places, especially as we get older, where inflammation can seep in. 
even if you're still living an active lifestyle and exercising on a regular basis, as we get older, that inflammation can be an issue. So if you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory that is going to help you fight back against that chronic pain that is caused by that inflammation, that's that lingering soreness and achiness that just won't go away, check out our friends over at Omega XL, backed by both 30-plus years of clinical research and the last couple of years of my daily usage, so I can testify to its effectiveness. If you want to try it out for yourself, they're offering you right now. Buy one bottle, get a second one for free. When you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve, that's OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or give them a call at 800-844-4888. In today's overtime, we will be discussing, uh, apparently CNN's management were the only people under the assumption that Chris Cuomo was using his perch in media to help and aid his brother as the governor. Apparently this was, this had to come out from a docu-dump in a, in a legal case. I'm, 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 I can't believe that they were shocked to learn this news. They weren't shocked to learn this news. They already didn't care. It just became an issue when the rest of us found out. But we'll, we'll discuss that today in our overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. We will record it right after today's show, and then it will be uploaded for you to watch at blazetv.com slash dace, D-E-A-C-E, blazetv.com slash dace. And that's also where you can go if you are not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, you want to get a discounted subscription, uh, so you can watch today's overtime and so much more that we do here at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash dace. Now, if it seems as if I've got a little extra spring in my step today, it really, it's true, but it really isn't so much because the nefarious movie is filming. It's because of the news events of the last, say, 36 hours. Or 16 hours, actually, since it was last night. Um, and here's why. I like winning. Maybe too much. And... Early on in my career, as I began to push Christian and conservative political leaders on what are we doing? What is our strategy? What's the point of we're trying to make here? Where are we? What's the premise of this? And they didn't like me pushing on them as the young whippersnapper. What do I know? And, and they would often make arguments back to me that sound a lot like Fauci's COVID arguments. Well, it'd be even worse if we didn't do these things. I saw Geraldo Rivera told my buddy Dan Bongino on Fox last night that the breakthrough infection he got that put him on his back over the weekend, a pretty healthy, strong dude in his 40s. Geraldo literally told him on national television, well, if he had not gotten vaccinated, it would have been even worse. There's no way of knowing these things. These are fallacies. They're not even articles of faith because they're supported by nothing. They're fallacies. They're, the, they're things cults say. Well, or scams. And sometimes scams are unintentional. Meaning like you're involved in one. You're presiding over one. You just don't want to admit it because the cost of admitting it is too high. So you just let it keep going on and on and on and on until it becomes untenable. What's happened in the federal court system in the last two days are things that we could have done a long time ago. 
And shameless plug here, that's why I put out the book I released yesterday. Do what you believe, or you won't be free to believe it much longer. It's out now. We debuted in the top five in political commentary books on Amazon this morning, right behind our colleague and Hall of Famer Glenn Beck. So that's fairly decent company to start out with. All right. But this book is a study guide. It's an update. My, it's, my, and, and it's my attempt to update Francis Schaeffer's classic from 40 years ago, The Christian Manifesto. It is a battle plan for winning a cold civil war, for winning a, a culture war that is not predominantly a political battle, but a spiritual one. And you can get your copy today at Amazon. It's got group discussion questions. It's really for both individuals, but also for small groups. If you're looking for something to study, how do we do what we believe? Especially when time is limited to go out there and still be able to do it. That's what this book was written. So that we don't make any more mistakes. It's been 30 years since we called the question of Roe before the U.S. Supreme Court with Casey versus Pennsylvania in 1991. 30 years. We spent the last 30 years on largely worthless legislation that, was, that the only thing it really accomplished was convincing a bunch of us that a bunch of hack Republicans were pro-lifers when they weren't. It just gave them a voting record to protect them in primaries. But it didn't do anything to save a single child for 30 years. Not, it was worthless for 30 years. It didn't have to be this way. We could have done what we believed all this time. And so that's why I put this together as sort of a compilation of the various strategies and tactics we've talked about on this show for the last year plus. And it's available at Amazon right now if you want to get your copy. But we are on offense. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you win. You can be the aggressor in a game and still lose. But fortune favors the bold. More times than not, the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and violent men lay hold of it. More times than not, the aggressor wins, correct? Yeah. More times than not. We've been the team that's got an inch to go on uh, fourth and an inch, and we always punt. Yes. We've got to start going for yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Let's start with what happened last night. There have now been four federal courts that have weighed in on the Biden vaccine mandate from various degrees. Uh, as a general principle for the, the OSHA mandate for private businesses with 100 employees or more, uh, for those that take funding from or, or staffing from Medicare or Medicaid, now from uh, people that work in the healthcare field. And as the great prophet Moses Malone once said, foe, 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 okay? This thing's gotten its ass kicked four times in a row. But here's the key to defeating it. Now stick with me, this is going to seem paradoxical. The key to defeating this in the courts... We are beating it up. We are winning. But the key to defeating this in the courts is for the courts to understand this thing's going down whether they rule the right way or not. We can do this the easy way where the courts provide their constitutionally enumerated role of a check and balance in defense of our God-given liberties and against overreach of the government that clearly violates the U.S. Constitution. That's the easy way. We can do it that way if you want. We would, I think all of us here, even though the hard way might be a little fun, would still overall with, you know, kids in school and a business we run and, you know, and a life we'd like to live, we'd still overall 
like to see this probably done the easy way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but boy, we're willing to go ahead and give you the hard way if you want it. What's the hard way look like? Mass defiance, mass disobedience, that disrupt, mass disruptions that disrupt supply chains. The economy, is the economy really in a good place to be further disrupted right now, you think? It is not. It is not. Now we can, dude, we can fire up the shoot to thrill if you want and go and, and, put, and, and, and wear the Mark IV armor. We can do that if you want. And we will. We will not abide by this. We will not comply with this. And if it happens, you're Justin Hammer in that that's scenario. Ex- yeah, that's right. Line. So, yes, th- great analogy. Thank you. Judge so-and-so, if you decide you don't want to abide by the Constitution, cool. We're still going to. And we're the Constitution, and the Constitution is us. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union. This is for us, not for you. And it's about us, not about you. It's for us, but against you. It limits your power as a public servant, not Lord, servant, not black-robed master, servant. You don't really think the judges suddenly, like, really found the law on No, I don't. No, I think they felt no. the heat. I, I, they felt I, the walls. Of, of, of these four, I'll bet you maybe one or two. Yeah, maybe some. But yeah. all four, nope. At least one of them's like, well, bleep, man. Like, if, if we don't rule against this, you know, we're, they shut down, like, where was the place that got the ER shut down last week? The only one in the city because, right. of, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to see this all over the country. And winners here. Yep. Yeah. We're going to render these things unenforceable. We could have done this all this time. We had, the, we had even better numbers to do stuff like this 10, 15, 20 years ago. We still have the numbers to do it now. Do you know what kind of numbers we could have amassed 10, 15, 20 years ago? And snuffed this thing out before we even got to the idea of the worst violation of bodily autonomy in this country in 150 years. We could have done this all along. We could have said all along, cool, we ain't enforcing that. But cool story, bro. Appreciate it. But oh, we, by the way, you're impeached. But we had to be nice, Steve. Yeah, we had to be nice. We had to sit around, vote Republican every two, four, and six years and outsource the activism. And so here we are. This is why we've told you all this year the answer is us. And please, I don't I, I don't need the Jesus jukes. I, I, Guys, I get it. If you've listened to like five seconds of this show and you don't think we understand the, the theological preeminence at work here, then you have, maybe your listening skills aren't very good. Are we getting some nicer than Jesus yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. well, it's happening? really like, well, it's Christ and not, I, get, I don't need your slogans. I get that. Okay? That's a given. You still have to move. You still have to move. Peter led the apostles Received the received a hundred proof Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Dude still had to strap his sandals and go places. Right, still had to move, still had to go there. Okay, we are those vessels, and we could have said no to this crap a long time ago. But you know what? It's okay because I could have lo- I could have lost a hundred pounds a long time ago before I did too, but I had to get to a place where it was just like. You know what? This sucks more than what it will than than what it will take to do something about it. And we just have to get there. We're there now. 
So we can't do anything about the fact that we could have done this in the 90s or the decade before. But we can do something about the fact we can do it now so that we don't have to do this a decade from now. So our kids And so our kids don't have to do that in a decade or two afterwards. That's right. These things are unbleeping enforceable. We're not abiding by this, and we don't care what it costs. I'm the ugly American, guys. When I get to shop at Costco twice a month, it's a holiday in my home. By all means, if we end up losing in the courts, if you are listening to me and you are a trucker or any part of our distribution system that you want to throw your sabot into the system, by all means, turn every freaking Costco into tumbleweed and a ghost town. And I'm with you in less a level of solidarity. And everybody else within the sound of my voice ought to be too, because there's a higher freaking point at play here than do I need another uh, jumbo-sized thing of coconut shrimp. Bring the pain, make it rain, and show the courts we're willing to do that. And you're more likely for them to suddenly discover that dusty document from 1791 all over again. Here's the other thing we could have done a long time ago, and I've mentioned it already. Today is the first day we have called to question Roe at the U.S. Supreme Court to provoke it, to push it, to prompt it and its preeminence. And what we have seen, we've seen the attorneys for Roe, the Solicitor General, that's the top attorney for the U.S. government. The Solicitor General stood up today and was forced to admit that he would have argued against overturning Plessy versus Ferguson, the separate but equal, because they tried to make the case, it's a precedent, you can't overturn it. And the Judge Kavanaugh, who I cannot freaking believe asked that question, but there is a sovereign God. He was like, so there are like, no, there's no precedents ever. Make Dred Scott great again. Yes, yes. It should be no shock that they wouldn't have overturned Dred Scott or Plessy versus Ferguson because it's the same worldview. We just changed victims in terms. It's that they're inhabited by the same evil worldview. And what you're watching up there today is there's no good arguments for this. And there never were. The only good argument is I just want to commit murder when I want to. That's the only argument. That's all it's ever been. That's why it's demonic levels of seething and screeching when you threaten to take it away. That's why there is no reasoning. It's, it's below and beyond reason. It's absence of reason. It's bloodlust, apocalypto, druid-level zealotry. It's Aztecian. It's barbaric. It's savage. It's, well, pagan. We could have done this on the largest stage of the U.S. Supreme Court 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 25 years ago, we waited 30 years to finally begin crafting legislation that provoked this. Now, again, we can't do anything about the sorry-ass leadership that, that has that on their resume. But we can do it now. We might still lose this case. We lost Dred Scott, by the way. People forget that. Dred Scott lost. But boy, Forcing that question on that stage, forcing the U.S. Supreme Court to look a man in the eye and say, because of the color of your skin, you're not a man. Did that, did that dissipate or did that amplify the, the abolition movement all the more?
It amplified. It amplified it because now we've got clarity. The talking points and slogans are gone. Oh, you're just racists. Or cowards. Or cowards. Oh, you're just baby killers or cowards. We have run as a movement from this clarity for decades. Bring the clarity. The truth is our friend. How about we let it out every now and then? Let it have its day. The truth is its own reward. So for the last 36 hours, amidst all this darkness that makes us think the nefarious movie is either now a docudrama or nonfiction, we have come here, and what a great and ultimate time of year for it to occur, the first day of December when many of your Advent calendars will begin. When truth arrived incarnate on earth, put its foot down on this plane, cried out in the night as a little child, as a toddler, as a baby. We now are coming to a place of clarity. This vaccine mandate is going down. We can do this the easy way. And I think we'd all prefer that. Oh, but we will enjoy and absolutely entertain you if you decide the hard way is the route we will take. And we'll find out just how low one dementia-riddled president's approval rating can go when everything's disrupted when I go to the store now. And now, finally, finally, all the rhetoric is all gone and they're just forced to admit at the U.S. Supreme Court, we just want to kill those kids. Let's not waste the next 30 years if we're privileged enough to be given them. So if you're a homeowner, you have homeowner's insurance because you don't want an event like a fire, a flood, a burglary. I mean, statistically, these things are unlikely, but they're not impossible. And should you be one of the unlikely victims of any of those things, you don't want it to ruin you financially. That's why you go ahead and get the insurance. Well, another thing that's unlikely but not impossible is what's called home title theft. Uh, And the feds have been warning for the last few years. It is one of the fastest growing cyber crimes in the country right now. And it's it's really raging now because I think I just read yesterday home values are up 19 percent over this time a year ago. And so now they're scouring online databases, looking for high equity homes with their titles online. They forge your signature on, you know, an event like a quit claim deed or something similar to make it look like you have sold your home to them so they can now begin taking out loans against your equity. And often you don't find out about it until that kind of voicemail or email you never want to receive or snail mail ends up arriving. And then you've got to spend money out of your own pocket to prove that you were the one that the fraud was committed against. You're not the one actually uh, committing the fraud here. Don't let that happen to you. Get an ally uh, with our friends at Home Title Lock. Uh, Register your address at HomeTitleLock.com. Find out if you're already a victim or been tampered and you just weren't aware. And then while you're there, get 30 free days of protection with the promo code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. That's the promo code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. All right, let's get to one of our favorite segments of the week. 
It is a Wednesday staple. It is called Buy, Sell, or Hold. Aaron, with some help from you in the audience, who are we kidding? Most of it comes from you in the audience. You will pick a series of topics or lists, subject matters that you want uh, Todd and I uh, to determine. Are we buying that? Are we selling that? Might even offer you up a valid reason why that is the case. However, because it is the holiday season, and it is better to give than to receive. There will be no penalty for using a singular hold. We won't give you unlimited holds. Oh, humbug. Okay, but there will be no penalty. Not even, not even Lindsey Graham and his orifices or his attachment to yours will get to ruin the Christmas season. Fair? No matter how hard you just tried in that last 30 seconds. <laughs> nice. So you get one free hold... Because it's a Christmas miracle. Aaron? We will begin with Indy. Here we come. That win last week for Michigan only means something if they can take care of business versus Iowa. Oh, I think that's a total sell. I think that's a total sell. I mean, I I think, um, frankly, I think there'll be a bigger television audience for Michigan and Ohio State than there will be for the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night. I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up being the most watched game. Maybe Alabama and Georgia will approach that here this weekend. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised. It's annually one of the three or four, two or three most watched games in the country. I think it, you know, it will be disappointing that they missed an opportunity to win a championship for sure. Okay. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've already watched the game three times. The only thing losing Saturday night does is it just means I'll watch it 15 more times this offseason because I don't have another game that I'll also want to rewatch. <laughs> All right. I mean, I want to win the game Saturday night very, very badly. We haven't won a championship in 15 years. Um, and I think when you look at the teams that are up for the national championship this year, I think we actually have a legitimate shot because no, none of these teams have that explosive Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, to attack of Iowa level of offense this year where you can play really good. And then they just, you know, run you off the field. I mean, Georgia really plays football a lot like we do, just with better recruiting classes. And I think we're the more explosive team against somebody like a Cincinnati or an Oklahoma State um, if we were to play them. And if Alabama, if we were to play them, I mean, what's Alabama's biggest weakness this year? Can't protect the quarterback. What's the best thing we do better than anybody in the country, probably? Pressure the hell out of your mm-hmm. quarterback. All right, so this would this actually seems like a year where we might be able to get one of these natties because there's not that explosive offense out there rolling everybody. But even if we were to lose Saturday night, I'd be disappointed. But <clears throat> it won't take anything away from how from what last Saturday meant to me whatsoever. I think you're making the natty as well. At least getting that. Uh, I, at I, least. You want to answer this? Oh, I'm sorry. definitely selling. I mean, do you even Ohio State, Michigan, bro? Like, listen, I, here the reason Iowa has a really good shot is is the reason I'm selling that that game? If you watch if you watch that <clears> interview <throat> a, afterwards with uh, Aiden um, Hutchinson, Hutchinson, yeah, like this was a religious revival that was going like every every ounce of everything was poured into that. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really and it, it will be, be for any yeah. team to yep, come back. I agree. And now win three more games this season. I not because. It, it, it's a call to look in at yourself and say, guys, I don't care what happens, no matter what, 
you could tell it was in that locker room. It's a rare thing, and it's a beautiful thing. We're not losing today. It's like Miracle on Ice stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a good analogy because that was not the gold medal game against the Soviet Union. They had to come back and play Finland, who's also great, and they were behind in the third period of that game. The game had so much meaning that it's going to be very, very hard for Michigan to win three more games. I agree with that. Um, I think this will actually be the toughest of them because from from the standpoint of what you just said— if we lose in these other two games, those are just going to be the other team, which is better because you're playing the other elite teams that year. This one is a is a real emotional challenge, and it's very reminiscent to why Bowen Woody had horrible records in the Rose Bowl during the ten year war, mm-hmm. because there was so much put into that game at the end of the year that the Rose Bowl felt yeah. a lot of yeah. for a lot of years kind of anticlimactic mm-hmm. in the in those cases. Now the one the one thing I am grateful for, I mean the team we're playing, I obviously watch them quite a bit because I live here. And um, but the one thing I'm grateful for, if Iowa had even a C.J. Beathard level of quarterback, let alone a Drew Tate, Ricky mm-hmm. Stanzi guy, this would be the kind of game where I could see them getting up like ten nothing real quick, and then you start seeing this Michigan panic a little bit and get out of its game plan, and and then that then then you get another turnover or two, and then you then you kind of lose posi- mm-hmm. possession leverage in the game, right? Iowa's quarterback, and you'll attest to this, Aaron. It there's anemic. And maybe yeah, it's not yeah. that. It's it's, it's like maybe just like one step above that. Or 11th also, worst they, offense in all of college football. Yeah. They're thinking about it like you. Aaron's thinking about it just like you said about Georgia. Yep. You, you, you did a great thing against Ohio State, but this Michigan team isn't a great team. Uh, by the same standard you'd went with Georgia. Neither is Ohio State. They're mm. just It's a really good team, but they're not great transcendent sure. college football teams. I don't teams. think we know yet who is a great transcendent college football team, and I think the next few weeks will likely determine that. I just don't think okay? it is. Like, I don't you, think Georgia is a great transcendent college no, football that, team. I think they have a, a transcendent that, defense. Yeah, But that's why there's no... A, a, right. a classic team that we remember, set aside you're a Michigan fan, is, sure. that's not coming out of this year. I agree that this year does not have an LSU 2015 or... Yeah. Um, you know, um, the even Ohio State well, 2014. Unless Cincinnati wins the whole thing, then that's well. Then you're good at. Yeah, I mean, that's the Cinderella story yes. of Cinderella stories. You're right. But what 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 the biggest hope that I have for Saturday night is that because Iowa's quarterback situation is so anemic, yeah, that we can actually go into the game, and even if our traditional game plan takes a while to get going, I don't see them. Maybe they get an early oh. touchdown, but I don't see them getting like two scores up on us that makes us then begin to, you know, press and get outside of what we want to they do. They need to be Wisconsin in the Wisconsin Iowa game. The, the turnover, you're going to have to turn yeah. over the ball a bunch of times. And but and by the way, what's been that they, yeah. I mean, that's been Iowa's MO yeah. all year is they have lived off of those. Yep. Right. Yeah. Thank I'm, you for I leading for, with that question. I for by one am just happy to be here. Iowa hasn't been to the Big Ten championship game in six years. We've you never, haven't other uh, ever. We've but, never been there. Yeah, Even though we have I'm, more championships than anybody, uh, we've not been there yet. What's What's I, funny? The last time you won the Big Ten championship, who did you tie with? We shared with Iowa. And yeah. uh, the last two times you've been ranked number two, who did you lose to? We lost to Iowa in 1985, See, that one versus two game, and just, and I, against Iowa in 2016 in I, that night game. I just think this is a year, a season of exercising demons. Well, we did it. We, we hadn't won in Madison in 20 years. We hadn't beaten Ohio State in a meaningful game in 20 years. And in the way you won the Penn State game, yep. I just think it's a year of exercising demons for, for Michigan football. I hope let's, so. Let's move on. Truth over Vax. I'm a big fan of exorcisms. <laughs> says, on the 12 days of Christmas, of uh, I'm sorry, on the 12 lo- days of lockdown, my true lords gave to me 12 nurses dancing, 11 beaches closing, 10 red states spreading, 9 Karens screeching, 8 faces freezing, 7 kidneys failing, 
six Joe's deworming, uh, five double masks, four nasal swabs, three false tests, two China bats, and a leaky and deadly vaccine. That's brilliant. I mean, that dude, you you should you should actually, you know, if you like, if your wife like cross stitches, I mean, yes. or that that should be like, you know, on Etsy or something, and you should be selling that. I mean, that is. That's incredible how good that is. Let all the angels blow their trumpets. Yes, absolutely, dude. That's a homily. That's very well done. Very we, well done. We had several Definite submissions buy. like this. I think we were inspired by the very COVID Christmas by pericarditis. Remember we had the uh, Branch Covidian hymnal uh, back around Easter. Yeah. Uh, here's Aaron Rialli with another submission for that. Uh, the tune is Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Get your latest jab today, Pfizer and Moderna. As, instead of holla, hey, yeah, gotcha, okay, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Endless boosters here to say Pfizer and Moderna. Seek ye not alternative means Pfizer and Moderna. Put your faith in the vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna. Now that's really good too, but here's the thing. It makes me a lot more uncomfortable than the first one. Okay? <laughs> because the first one's clearly parody. Of, of things that's, that, that that already have happened, right? Okay. This one's the, the one you chant on top of the volcano. Yeah, this one is what they say yeah. before they throw us in there. Yeah. Okay. This is what they're singing when they bring us down the procession line and on the on the May Day uh, poll. Okay. I mean, I, I, this Was one- Was this written by Mola Ram? <sighs> this looks like, you guys haven't read the script yet. This looks like some of the lines in the nefarious script that even I was like, whoa. Okay. I mean, this is, this is, this is like- this is dark, okay? I mean, I'm going to buy because it's brilliant, but I'm, I, I'm not, well, I'm not giggling at this one. It's okay? Aaron Reilly. He likes all the Star Wars movies, so you got to expect it's going to be dark. Yeah, this, there's, there's some Sith-level stuff going on with that one. Yeah. Church Fart says the worldwide... Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a transition? <laughs> I love every, they're just increasingly announced, take me seriously at your peril. Church fart says, the worldwide underground frenzy to develop COVID treatments threatens way more than the jab. It's a paradigm shift that suggests the existence of better, cheaper, and safer ways to get a whole host or to treat a whole host of illnesses. I love the fact that the guy's name is, or gal for that matter, uh, is Church Fart. But then, then there's like a, a it's attached to a completely serious observation, dude. You get this show, okay? I mean, that's how we roll. But um, I like the last part too, the bonus. Yeah, I will. I will buy. And to me, I said this. I've said this here, and I said it yesterday to 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 Bongino on his show. There are two constants, two things that have been. Constant as the North Star since March 16th of 2020. Number one is whatever you're not allowed to say on Twitter and Facebook right now will be proven true later, likely within three to nine months. Number two, there can be no control groups. I think that's what you're alluding to. Anything that show because a control group brings us to objective truth, observational information and fact. All right. And 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 will shows us what what truly works and what truly does not, what options are truly available and which ones truly oh, are not. There can be that. no control groups, whether it's whether it's lockdowns, vaccines, masks, there can be no control groups that that show 
that these mitigation efforts don't work. There can be none. He's talking about vitamin C. He's talking about vitamin right? D. He's right. talking about, hey, maybe we don't need all 70 vaccines. Maybe it's something closer to Steve and I grew up with when it was like, whatever, 15. It, 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 this is absolutely right. And this is exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about the magical power of vaccines. I get the science of vaccination going back hundreds of years. I don't reject it in total, not even close, but I absolutely reject sick care when we could be having actual health care. That's the line right there, by the way. That's a money line right there. I absolutely reject sick care when we could be having health care. Yes. That's absolutely the line. Why give you, why ration the monoclonal antibodies and, and pimp out remdesivir? Well, they, they, you think they don't know, you think they know more than the Steve Day show does on the renal, on the renal side effects of, of, of remdesivir. Of course they don't. They, they know more than we do. Here's the thing though. If you, if you end up on dialysis, you go back into the sick care system and they help. Now you're, now you're on the kidney program. Okay. You're on the kidney booster well, program. Okay? There's this other story. It must really piss you off, Steve, if you've seen it. There's a picture going around on Twitter of this woman. She's 60. She's in the hospital. I've seen yes. they, and yeah. and they, they won't release her, even though another hospital said they would take her. Yep. They won't really. Why won't they do that? Because of what we're talking about. No here. control groups. If she goes to the other place and yep. she's suddenly better in five days, yes. it's on them. Yes. No control groups. And let me tell you what science without control groups is. Anything but science. It's anything. It's an agenda. It's a. It's a. It's demagoguery. Oh, speaking of dark. It's dogma. That's what it is. Science without control groups is 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 a lot of things. It's black magic. Science is not one of them, and that's another great term. Yes. Next, we go to Honey X Pie, who says the uh, holy sacraments of COVIDianism. One, sacramental attire, masking perfect, up. Perfect. Two, child sacrifice, child jabbing. Perfect. Three, excommunication, cutting ties with the unvaxxed. Oh, oh my. We're just round. We're just we're just touching bases now. I mean, the ball's already over the fence. Keep going. Four, self-flagellation, getting all the jabs. Oh wow. Five, evangelism, social media virtue signaling. Oh wow. Number six, idol worship. That's Fauci worship. Dude. Magnum opus. Yes, it is. I mean, a, a couple of these already have been like 140 plus score on the IQ test. Good level of critical thinking. I mean, that is, who was that? Honey X Pie. All right. I don't know what that's significant of, but your screen name is selling your uh, critical thinking skills and intelligence level short because that that is a... Sermon on the Mount, man. I mean, that, that you just absolutely just deconstructed in those statements the spirit of the age and it's, it, the, the, the yeah. entire agenda that, that is at play here. Go make that into a T-shirt and wear it everywhere. Absolutely. Mock, yes. Ridicule. Yeah, yes. Scorn. Yep. Uh, quickly, before we go to break, this one is from Josh Hammer, who didn't officially submit this. This is just a tweet. Uh, buy, sell, or hold. Donald Trump will be remembered as the greatest hero of the pro-life cause if Dobbs does indeed result in the overturning of Roe. Pro. I, I, I don't see how you could buy. Why? Oh. Yeah, hmm. absolutely buy. I'll, I'll sell. I end, I'll sell. I think that cheapens it a bit. And what you said in the first half hour, the 30-year fight, it cheapens it a bit. Bottom line, it may, well, it only cheapens it if what I said previously is true. Like, it's, this should not be true. But it would be true okay, that he appointed the three justices that finally that finally did the thing okay. that should have been done a long time we ago kind of if then. we ever provoked the actual question but never did. Right? More in a moment.
Hour two underway here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todders and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Look for us as well without any censorship at all over on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Get clips of the show that are free of censorship too and free to watch when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Again, rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And if you are a podcast listener, thank you. If you haven't had a chance to do this for us yet, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe or follow, whatever applies to wherever you podcast from. Because the more of you that do that, particularly over on iTunes, the more it helps the show to continue to grow. And so we thank all of you that have done those things for us already. Thank each and every one of you. Let's get to part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold, brought to you by our friends over at Keeps. All right, you don't have to go through the stressing out over your male pattern baldness and receding hairline anymore because Keeps, there's a reason why they've got more five-star reviews than anybody else. And it's because, first of all, the cost. They offer the generic versions of the leading FDA-approved hair loss treatments, so you save money that way. Then there's the convenience. It's all done online. Snap a few pics of your hair and then answer some questions from a licensed physician who will then give you the right regimen for your hair loss. But then there's the third thing. Another half off on your first order to get you started. So everyday savings, everyday convenience, and then extra special savings on your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow, K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Aaron. Let's go next to John Hensley, who says after the winter COVID surge in the north and cases begin waning in the spring, the Biden administration will declare victory over COVID and use it as its cornerstone for the 2022 midterms. Sell. You go first. We've been down this road before. It it seems logical. It seems like it's got to happen sooner or later. We're dealing with the cult. It's not... It's not going to suddenly wisen up and declare victory. It, there's, you just, we don't use that term just for flourish. It's not what cults do. The term do. cult, you mean? Yes. Yeah, you're correct. We're using, on this show, I can't speak for everybody else. Yes. But uh, we don't use it for flourish. We use it clinically. Yes. All right? We are, we are clinically applying that term as a diagnosis of psychosis and behavior and belief. Correct. I am with him. I think that um, we would have seen this already. Yeah. Because it's obvious. There are any number of off-ramps that they could have taken over the last two years, beginning with the ceasing of testing for And all three of us, to various degrees, and Aaron said, we've all thought, you've calculated how regular politics works. Sooner or later, never did. Because we're... Politics, economics, every science has a natural law, okay? But when you're on, when 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 they are inhabited by things that are unnatural, it's not that the natural law is no longer in effect; it's flaunted. The flaunting of the natural law is the thing, or as Todd likes to say, the lie is the thing. The flaunting of the natural law is the thing. That's the. That's 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 the that's the end of the means. That's the goal is to flaunt it, is to desecrate it. And it's it's very clear 
as they continue to do things, they everything that this administration is cornered by right now is of their own devising. They could have re-ramped up domestic oil production. Instead, they unleashed, you know, 500 barrels from our, the strategic oil preserve. They, they have, they, none of these are things that, ha- at least with Trump. This is a great point. This at goes- least with, at least with Trump. And yes, I'm, I'm, I'm never taken back that he was one of the people that made the dumbest, worst management decision in all of human history. But that happened to him. That was not of his own accord. That was organically. It happened to him. They are doing these things to themselves. Right. This is exactly right. None of, nothing has happened organically. Nothing has. They choose to keep spending money. They choose to keep printing money. They choose to, to not ramp up domestic oil production. They've done this all to themselves. That's why they don't even really care about losing this midterm election. It's Their results are about something other than the game yes. we think we've all been playing. I mean, they had a meeting at the White House last night. As two federal courts within an hour, mm-hmm. within an hour, one of them placing a universal injunction on this. Two federal courts within an hour pimp slapped them on this mandate. And, and, and as this is going on, they are meeting at the White House last night about how to stop people from traveling. We're not dealing... There's a clip that you tweeted that you guys tweeted out, and I just tweeted it as well. It's it's abortion protesters taking abortifacient drugs outside the Supreme Court. Laughing, cheering. Yes, this is absent of any reason. This is cultic. It is pagan. It is demonic. How do I say that? Clinically, because you know a tree by its fruit. Yes. There will be some that will do what you say, John. There will be, it is John, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, look at the governor of Michigan. She's done a little bit of this already. Look at the governor of Kansas, who's now, even though it's a flawed bill, our Daniel Horowitz, who joins us here at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk to him about it. It's better than any bill he's seen Republicans put forth anywhere outside of Florida. And she signed it. So there, there will be people within the, Demo- not the Democratic Party is a demonic construct. Not everybody within the Demo- Democratic Party is a demonic construct. So there will be, there, there will be, dare I say, a remnant of, of, of Democrats who are just like, I can't get it. I got to win. I can't get annihilated like this. That will happen in, in pockets. But from a- Are six, they the ones running the party? But they're not the ones running the party. They're not sitting in the most powerful, or the most powerful office in the world. Systemically, on an institutional level, that will not occur. Because on a systemic institutional level, that political party is a demonic construct. It has been given over to its own depraved and debased mind. And again, as as Todd put it, I'm not saying this for flourish or for effect or for clicks. I'm a fruit inspector. I'm just looking at the fruit on the tree, man. And it's rotten, and it's it's not Marxist or social. Let me rephrase that. It is those things. But it's also speaking. But it's more. It's, that's right. It's more than that. It's that that is accurate, but it's not sufficient. It's much more than that. It is sulfuric. 
That wasn't Anthony Fauci over the weekend, man. That was Anthony Hopkins as Anthony Fauci, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That was a friggin' sociopath, guys. All the polish, the charm, the likability we saw so much last year that a lot, even a lot of our colleagues in this industry were still bedeviled by, no pun intended. While we were out there pumped and he asking questions, hey, are we actually looking at what this guy's saying and doing or just how he's saying it, right? Mm-hmm. All that is gone now, man. I mean, the wolf has taken off the sheepskin. He's just showing up at Little Red Riding Hood's front door now and saying, hey, how you like those, uh, how you like those fangs? What do you think of those teeth? Want to hop in? No. No, th- this, this level of evil will not be tethered to some form of a, of a natural mechanism. It's going to have to literally be cast out. Let me put it this way. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, guys, is haunted. Haunted. It is a haunted house. They knew all these poll numbers before they came out publicly. Don't care. They could have got... Why do they poll constantly and know the numbers before we do? So they can get out in front of it and do something about it. Did they do any of that? I saw there's another poll out today from Trafalgar, 29% approval amongst independents. You're talking 75 house seats next year with an approval rating like that. You're talking... I mean, that's, that's not a, an election. That's a cleansing. Any self-awareness? Visit, visit, how about visiting some of those kids in the hospital at Waukesha? Could, we, could the president maybe do that? They got some hair he could at least sniff. Could he just go sniff some hair of those kids in the hospital in Waukesha? Could he do that? Nope. No, guys. They hate you. They hate us. They hate what we believe. And they hate what this country is about. It's not much different than what Green Berets ran into on Guadalcanal. What tank divisions under the under, ran into in North Africa, or the Tet Offensive on a rice paddy. That level of disdain for the belief system here that we're trying to conserve, and they're only restrained by the fact that there is an ability to to occupy political institutions in order to wield them peaceably as weapons of war so that they don't have to hijack planes and fly them into towers. That's the only difference. They have agency. Muhammad Atta did not. And I want to stress this point because of what I said last hour. We have to end this. If we show the system we will comply with it at all, they will make us comply with it all. No, my name is no, my number is no, my answer is no, I live at no. And hell to the no to you for back to hell from whence you came. It's going to take that level of commitment. I don't think they'll back off at all. There is a better chance several blue states will lock down this winter than that will happen. Even if it would single singularly destroy their economies on a macro statewide level. 
because we're dealing with this this is the mob. I used to use this analogy. I'll use it again. This is the mob outside of Lot's house. Take the daughters instead. Nope, 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 no. No, we will have our particular fetish satiated and accept no other. That's what cults do. Because that is what cults do. They don't care yes. about you out there, other than hating you, thinking you're small, but they're not listening to your whims, your concerns, or anything else. And this is why if you're Jason Whitlock, you're not black, and if you're Dave Rubin, you're not gay, because the cult is, is groupthink. And if you dare to think for yourselves, then you lose whatever previous favored victims cherished citizenship, citizenship status you were previously granted. You have now lost it by daring to think for yourself. And along these lines, be ready. If the, the glory of just winning this uh, uh, decision here, if uh, we win it uh, with what's it's called, Gibbs? G- G- Dobbs. Dobbs, excuse me. Yes. But you, you, with that great light is going to come immediately a scream from hell like you've never heard no before. Doubt. Be ready. It's not a coincidence that they were plotting out how to, how to commit more actions that would also lose even worse at the courts as they were losing at the courts mm-hmm. because this is a desecration. That's it. This is what it is. They desecrate the, the, your Virgin Mary statue outside of your parish. They desecrate your cross outside of your church. You go out that morning and wipe it all off and the next day there's a worse one there. And you know what makes them stop doing it? When the deacons and elders start standing guard over those facilities and saying, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Suddenly they don't show up anymore. But that's what it's going to take. That level of defiance. They will not go away naturally. Because this is unnatural. To get a war well, the the war is not meant to be won. It is meant to be continuous. Yes, yes, yes. Token, why? So they're they're never going to declare a victory until you're on your knees. Token white man says COVID nineteen could have been well on the way to burning itself out by now, like the first SARS, had it not been for the irrational rush to vaccinate the world in the middle of a pandemic with a leaky bye, vaccine. Bye 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 bye. I will buy as well, although at the very least. If we had not locked down all of these healthy yeah. immune systems last year. Okay. Um, but I will buy that as well. Yes. Next, Tyler Morgan says, starting in 2022, Nick Saban will still met, win more national titles at Alabama than Chip Kelly at LSU and Lincoln Riley at USC combined. So toss I out all the... Brian Kelly, by the way. Chip Kelly's the um, Yeah, Brian coach. Kelly. Okay. Yeah. Brian Kelly at the LSU and Lincoln Riley at USC combined. So we're tossing out all the natties that... Saban has already won. I'll sell. I, I think the mm-hmm. margin for error in the SEC is beyond slim. Um, Brian Kelly, I think it's fascinating. Brian Kelly bolted on his program to take a, a, the job in the tougher league. That, to me, that's the guy who, who took Notre Dame to three championship games and got waxed all three times by basically Southern recruiting that he can't do at Notre Dame. He's like, well, screw that, dude. I'm going to go get LSU where I just got to get a guy with a high school diploma and a 2.0, and, you know, I, I will get all those players. And I think you saw Lincoln Riley do, like, Oklahoma's not the program that I thought it was, where we would just own one league and get to the playoff every year. I'll go to USC where we can do it out there. Okay? And you look at the talent bases that both Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley are going to have, and for Lincoln Riley, 
you won't see any more Bryce Youngs going to Alabama anymore. They will stay home. You just saw it. Mal- I mean, a lot of these ca- these quarterbacks have been California kids, like Bryce Young at Alabama. I, I totally disagree with this. Also, you have Nick Saban's age, man. He's pushing 70 here, guys. So, sell. I will narrowly sell, but I, I, I think this is more head-to-head. I think this is basically USC versus... Uh, Alabama, I, I there's not that long a window. I mean, I don't know how long is he coaching five more years, Saban. I mean, he's not a young man at anymore. the most. Yeah, I mean, Kelly is sixty, and and, and, uh, and that's the you know is and Kelly's listen. And plus, I also need to. I, I will be rooting against LSU. Here's the problem: you can, the, let that be a reason. Yeah, because the other reason is not a good one. The last three coaches that went to LSU won national championships and. Their names are Ed Orgeron and Les Miles, and mm-hmm. nobody thinks those guys, you know, are uh, Bill Walsh, okay, or Lavelle Edwards devising offenses that revolutionized the game or Daryl Royal for 30 years. Mm-hmm. All right, so if, if Ed Orgeron and Les Miles can win national championships, sure as hell, Hall of Fame coaches like Brian Kelly can go there and win one. I think the issue is that this thing is, becomes, is becoming, and here's the other thing, now that we're going to expand the playoff, the talent's going to get democratized like what we see in college basketball. Because now I don't have to go and, and ride the pine at a school for two years because only four teams are getting in. Now 12 teams are going to do the 12-team playoff. Michigan's going to be able to go to every recruit and say, we're going to be in the playoff basically every year, just like Ohio State. LSU can say the same thing, okay? So I, I think there's it's far more likely none of these guys wins a national well, championship than, than one guy dominates the other one. That's what I was going to say before. It's also, it, if we get there... In time, and we might not, but yes, it will become harder for him based on the system. Next, we go to Wet Bandit, who says Twitter will massively purge most of team reality from the platform within the next three to six months. I'm going to sell only because one of my big predictions this year was this was already going to have occurred. Okay. Um, these are still publicly traded companies. And in the next three to six months, I think it's going to become even more apparent that there's going to be some new marshals and sheriffs in town over the U.S. Congress, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different people holding, hosting the subcommittee meetings than we're hosting them before, right? You know, and these are publicly traded companies. And I, I could foresee a scenario where they're far more accountable than the, than the Democratic Party believes that it is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That even if even if Twitter is a construct of the spirit of the age, every one of the people that are buying its shares on Wall Street, they aren't. This is an investment, all right? You start purging people, and now you've got a new Congress in a year, and they're out there holding meetings about you know your licensing and your. What does that do to a stock a stock price? I'll tell you what that level of uncertainty does. It friggin' collapses. It is what it does. So. I think whatever they do will be more subtle maybe than you think because of that. So I will sell. I'll buy. Cults do what cults do. How many? How often do cults, though, have shareholders? Publicly traded. Cults aren't typically how publicly those, traded companies. How many, the, how many of those shareholders are cultists as well? I guess, I guess we'll find out yeah. then, won't we? Yeah. Uh, Chuck Gregory says Michigan football makes the national championship game but loses badly to Georgia. I mean, badly. define badly, but I mean, I could see that. I could. I mean, if you define badly as like maybe it's like twenty-four to seven or something like that, 
And because I don't think Georgia has that explosive of an offense to just run away with it. Uh, but I could see that. I mean, if that's badly to you, then okay, I could buy that. I got. I answered this with my initial analysis at the start of the, the segment. All right, moving on to Let's Go Brandon, who says Brian Kelly will be in the playoffs within his first two seasons with LSU. Oh, that's an easy buy because they're going to expand the playoff, and he's going to have a top five roster like next year in terms of high school recruiting. So buy. Yeah, see, that's my point. It'll be easier for him to get into the playoffs, but I actually think there's going to be more opportunities to lose and not win a title, which that's was true the too. part of the other yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. That's why I think... I. Let me tell you what program needs to be worried right now. Oklahoma does. Yep. Okay. Texas is already is already weakened. It's averaged seven wins in the in a deck in the last decade. Texas is already going into this arrangement weakened. Oklahoma's beginning to look going into the SEC like Nebraska looked going into the Big Ten. What's your natural recruiting base? What's your brand? Think about the fact that Oklahoma could maintain its current level of success, which has been fairly extraordinary in the last decade, and be a 9-3 and three kind of program in the SEC. Okay? To me, Oklahoma is the program that needs to be really concerned right now by what Leak and Riley just did. Uh, and he's already purging players. He's already purging recruits, staff, you know? I don't mean, and I don't know. I, I, they're talking like Brent Venables and stuff. Um, okay, that's the guy you think? is ready to go take on uh, Hall of Fame coaches at Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M? I don't know. Oklahoma is, is a program I'd be very concerned if I was an Oklahoma fan right now. Yeah, modern-day football makes people really, really dumb. And this the fact that the obvious math wasn't... You keep those teams there and expand and turn it into this fun Wild West thing. Invite my, they, they, This was... If you don't roll snake eyes in your Oklahoma yeah. in the first two seasons, and, and and I mean it would be, it doesn't matter who you, there's not a single program including like Clemson that would just suddenly roll into the SEC and not be taking a significant gamble on its future. And what so you're going to make all these money arguments that everybody's like you just you got to follow the money. Everybody these days just makes thinks it's okay, that's so just I, such a default answer when like there's no there's no virtue, there's no moral code, there's no And it, we're talking about Oklahoma and Texas they, here who are already top 10 athletic departments. So what's another 20 or 30 million when you're 7 and 5, 8 and 4 and you're playing in the Music City Bowl every year? I'm sure your fans will rush to go online and buy we we made more money in the SEC shirts. No they won't. They're going to demand people's asses get fired. Where's our championships? Where's our playoff berths? Where's our Heisman Trophy winners? I I think it's a brutally terrible decision that both of these schools just made. Yeah, and there was part of this is related to, and forgive me for just a second, but the local morons and uh, uh, local radio here were talking about Brian Kelly. You know, he was just kind of a slave there at Notre Dame. They're, they're still so backwards. I mean, up until recently, their players were still living in the dorms just like normal students. How that's so flat Earth. How backwards? You guys have it absolute, absolutely the wrong way around listen my daughter is about to go get treated like a god at a school and she's in women's sports she's going to get all of these things her own athlete dorm all the dining that all the football players get but there's a reason 
that football players just live like that at Notre Dame and were normal students because they are normal. They're not gods. They were just supposed to be regular people who also happen to play football. And we've turned it into this monstrosity. Yes, it's fun at times and cool and all this stuff, but we've turned it into an idol. And don't think otherwise. Isn't the story of King Midas that he wished that everything he touched turned to gold Mm -hmm. and it ended up actually being a curse? That reminds me, uh, I don't know, for some reason when you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma, it reminded me of that story. Uh, Next, 79 model Chris says, Mount Rushmore of worst mainstream Christmas songs ever, 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 including covers. John and Yoko Ono, Happy Christmas or Happy Xmas, War is Over. I I can buy that. I mean... It's not even a Christmas song, so I can buy that. You just did John and Yoko. I, maybe they did. Did they do anything good? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 I may have missed something along the pregnant way. Pregnant pause there. Uh, last Christmas by uh, it, I like that. No, it's that's. Banned. Oh no! And, uh, Wonderful Christmas time is the one I actually like. Aaron. From our generation, I haven't seen Goonies. I haven't seen this, but wham! I like that song. Uh, well, I, last <laughs> no, last I, Christmas, and, and, and I don't like. Wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney, arguably the greatest songwriter of all time. It, it's a terrible song. Yeah, Bye. it is, but I love it. Okay. Yeah. So you're selling? Yeah. Uh, so you're buying that? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm buying that. That's a yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Quality badness so far. Yeah. Uh, do they know it's Christmas Band Aid? No. Actually, it's actually a very good song. It's an outstanding yeah. work. Let me tell you, what's the, I, I believe in, they, they, they sold me a silent night. They sold me a virgin birth. The one that's basically like the anti-Christian Christmas song. What's the one I'm thinking of? I, don't I, know. I believe in Father Christmas or something like that. I don't know. Is that, is it Emerson, Lake and Palmer or the Kinks oh, I think did that? I don't know. That should be on the list. Yeah. Hmm. Next, Marshall Goodnow says, George Lucas accidentally nailed our current political situation in the Star Wars prequels. I have no idea. What he's talking about, this is open well, for interpretation is, and critical thinking. I absolutely think there's a lot of positive. There's there's yeah. The, the storyline, yeah. the, the broad storyline is not only fine, there's, it's so all right there. So basically what he's claiming is yeah. that that we have been, we were led into believing parochial, political, or, so, or, or mm-hmm. military yeah. issues were really at play when really it was deep, dark, spiritual yeah. malevolence that was really at the heart of this the why entire time. Why do you think time. we all sit here pulling yes! our hair out like, why did these movies suck? Because it is. There is greatness there. Easy greatness. That's a good one to end it on. Hey, did you know even an okay credit score can cost you a lot over the course of a 30-year loan, like uh, up to 100 grand. So if you are doing a refi right now or taking advantage of the mortgage uh, market by getting a new home, make sure before you apply, because yes, rates are record low, but don't you want to find out just how low of that record rate you could get? We wanted to. Uh, We wanted to see if we can get an obscenely low rate. So we went to ScoreMaster to find out exactly where we were at with our credit situation, and why, and then exactly where we needed to go to get to where we wanted to be to get that obscenely low rate for the refi that we did earlier this year. ScoreMaster empowers you with the information that belongs to you, that the banks and your lenders tend to hold over you. And then when they let you see it, it's even hard to decipher. What does it mean? They lay it all out for you. So simple, even I could understand it. All right. Takes just minutes to enroll, see your plus points, get more points, qualify for the lowest loan rates that are out there. When you visit scoremaster.com slash Steve, again, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve to get started today at scoremaster.com slash Steve.
Might have time for maybe one more. Uh, Yeah, one more quick one. Uh, Mini Bomber says, uh, Omicron is going to be set up as the scapegoat or fall guy for the leaky vax. So, because of what I said earlier. Exactly. Well, do I think that we will increasingly see even mainstream scientists call this a leaky vaccine? Like we saw the breakthrough, no pun intended, on the origin of the virus? Yes. But do I do I believe your anointed medical experts under the guise of the the the, the Biden White House will ever go here? Oh no, no. They would go to the gallows at Nuremberg, claiming that they saved all your mm-hmm. lives with this yeah. leaky vax. Okay. Really, really quick, our old friend Alexander Rogers, who used to ask questions, he got a hold of me within the last twenty four. He's in Twitter jail now, but in the last twenty four hours. His small child had a freak accident at home and is in the hospital. He got a hold of me uh, through other means and asked for our prayers. Uh-huh. Um, so please, everybody out there in your charity, please pray for Alex's uh, Alexander's little boy. No. Do we know how serious it is? It's bad. Is it bad? Yeah. Sorry, Alex. That's terrible. <sighs> we'll come back. Uh, Daniel Horowitz will join us here in a moment. So if you've been to the store recently, you may have seen inflation is really hammering your wallet, pocketbook when it comes to meat. Excellent time to check out our friends over at Moink. They deliver grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door from family farms all over the country that operate independent of big ag. These are animals that are raised outdoors, fish that swim wild in the ocean, meat that is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugars, and some of the other stuff that you may find in prepackaged meat at the store aisle. And it was founded by eighth generation farmers. Uh, They were featured on Shark Tank. That's kind of how they got their first big break. And they guarantee that you're going to be so happy that you got hooked up with Moink. All right, right now, you can join the Moink movement today. Go to Moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash Steve right now and get a free, uh, free beef for a year. Free beef for a year right now. When you go to moinkbox.com slash Steve, again, moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K. They'll get you started at moinkbox.com slash Steve with free beef for a year. You can't beat that at moinkbox.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to it. Uh, The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation, Daniel Horowitz joining us here. Good to see you, brother. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. How you been? Steve, no rest for, for, for the weary here. Like right after the break, man, is this a week? What a week. It is a week. And I, I made a point at the top of the show I want to get your reaction to. You know, we've had a theme on our program this year, and we, we kind of have a, a, a theme every year on the show. And our theme this year on the show has been The Answer Is Us. And when, when you look at now, we've had four federal courts weigh in on Biden's attempt at the worst violation of bodily autonomy in this country in 150 years. And they're 0 for 4. And I think part of this also that's driving this, I don't think a bunch of judges just realized, oh, hey, we got a constitution. I think that they, I think they're recognizing the, 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 the defiance of this is high. 
that we can do this the easy way, that you guys can do your damn jobs and rein this thing in from a constitutional standpoint, or we'll do it the hard way. And you'll see supply chain disruptions and economic disruptions and healthcare disruptions, the likes of which no other previous generation of Americans have seen since we became a modern society. And the second thing is that it took us 30 years to craft legislation before the Supreme Court since Kelly or since Casey. That was in 1991, 30 years to craft legislation that prompted the question and the premise of Roe before the U.S. Supreme Court, which means we did a lot of other pro-life legislation the last 30 years that didn't really accomplish anything. And, and that we just cannot repeat these mistakes and have to remember we cannot outsource our activism. And the answer has always been us all along. What are your thoughts on that? Steve, it's almost like you listened to my show before it was out today. I made that same juxtaposition, both things happening this week, uh, the the Dobbs case in Mississippi before the courts and then all the different cases on the vaccine it portends a lot of different things, and it really cuts to the core of what we're about, what the Republican Party is about, and what could be. It doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to be in the position we're in. Um, you know, obviously, I don't believe in judicial supremacism. I think we should always have asserted that the courts don't have the final say. But even if you play within the court sandbox, that you got to get a court ruling and the courts everything, I've always said, that the Repub the, the Democrat judges, obviously, it's it's whatever their outcome is, that's the law. The Republican judges, even the better ones that recognize truly where the Constitution and statute is, they will not act and cast the first stone against a major priority of the left if you don't build a political movement, multi-state line where you're serious about it, you actually mean it, the state governors, attorneys general, uh, legislatures are getting together. This is what we're doing. We're not having any of this. They'll follow. But the, but if you outsource it to them, they will not do it. And we saw that last year with the mask. No one was really fighting it in a meaningful way. And no court bit at it. Um, and we started to see with the vaccine, the first vaccine cases, you know, we were losing all of them. But finally, we got a modicum of political opposition and cultural opposition uh, to it, and it's growing. It's not where we would want it to be, but it's there. Mm -hmm. You're starting to, the, the legal, so to speak, which is really political, just follows it. And it's the same thing with the life issue. We don't know exactly where this is going to head, but at a minimum, it's almost for sure that we're going to uphold uh, a 15-week abortion ban, at mm -hmm. a minimum, You know, even if it doesn't overturn Roe completely. Like you said, it took 30 years, something that similar, that simple, because this is the only issue, maybe with guns as well, where we actually coalesced a movement and we made it that Republicans, to a certain extent, have to indulge it and indulge it across state lines everywhere to a point where, like, yeah, we got to take this up. Imagine if we did this on immigration cases, all the horrible criminal justice cases on Obergefell, many other things. But again, the Obergefell is even more egregious from a constitutional standpoint than Roe. They will never bite at that because there's no movement. It's all political. It's not this narrow, you know, looking at a document. No one's like that except for Clarence Thomas and a few others, you know, in some of the lower courts. But most of the Republican judges, they will follow the politics. Now, if the elites oppose something, but there's a significant amount of the public slash political organs in enough states fighting it, They'll go along with it. 
And it just tells you, Steve, you look at our success on the life issue and on guns, and then you look at COVID fascism, you look at crime, you look at illegal immigration, you look at so many other issues. It just doesn't have to be that way. Well, one of the things is this is this is where our own idolatry of partisanship has done us in. We didn't do this for 30 years because we crafted legislation that would make a bunch of hackneyed Republicans qualify as pro-life as an incumbent protection racket. Because we pra we practice access-based politics instead of leverage-based politics. See, on the, the, the lefties understand the Democratic Party is a means to an end, not the means and ends in, in, unto themselves. That's why that's why they control the agenda over there. That's why even when they've when they're facing twenty nine percent approval ratings this morning amongst independents, no one's fretting, no one's thinking about what do we got to moderate on, what do we got to what do we got to give in on. Nope, nope, they're gonna fall. They're gonna follow their agenda all the way through because they're trying to win an argument with history, not the, not win the next election cycle. What's happened here is that the failure of the Republican Party has forced us to take more matters into our own hands. We outsourced our activism for decades. And thought we just had to vote Republican every two, four, six, eight, or two, four, six, eight years, and that would save America. And I think we have finally figured out, at least some of us have, in mass, that 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 dog ain't gonna hunt, and that we're gonna have to do something a lot more provocative and confrontational than passive aggressively voting in November. And, and Steve, we're seeing this on COVID fascism and some of the issues of our time. What seems to be insurmountable, where we can't get even a you know watered down bill passed. In, in the states where you're able to coalesce a mod modicum of support and pressure on these guys and threaten primaries, you know, it changes very quickly. And, and you're seeing the difference between where you have a couple of good guys, like in Florida, where you're accomplishing something, to all these other states where they're doing nothing. You know, Governor DeSantis was on my show on Monday, and he made this point about um, Arizona, the U.S., this, this thing of hamstringing states. Uh, that states are somehow at the mercy of the federal government's lack of enforcement or downright complicitness in the invasion, and they have to sit and deal with the criminal aliens. And his point is, we need to directly challenge Arizona v. U.S., this notion that they can't uh, in, in enforce immigration law and, and, and tee that up. You know, if you have one guy yelling from the back, they're not going to bite at that. But if you make it clear, this is what we're doing. This is what is happening in this red state, and you have 20 of them doing that, then you'll start to see judicial victories as well mm -hmm. because they will fall in line at least to an extent. Let's talk about Kansas. So systemically, institutionally, the Democratic Party is, 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 is a construct of unnatural entities. It's, it's not abiding by any form of natural political law. It's doing nothing Every one of its every one of the things that is that is causing its electoral collapse this time next year is all self-inflicted, and they don't seem to care one whatsoever. But there are certain elements within the party that are not yet that totally given over that are kind of beginning to respond to the political realities of the situation. Kansas is one of them. What's going on there with their Democratic governor? Sure. Well, I mean, obviously, this is why it's so important to understand the difference between a red state and a blue state. Um, the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats on most of the issues that matter. But at least the landscape makes it that you have a potential to pressure the people. And so the funny thing is you have these states with deep five to one majorities in the legislature, Republican governors. And if that Republican governor is against you, it's like you're done until the next primary, hopefully. Whereas in Kansas, the Democrat governor knows she'll likely lose. 
And so she has gone along with a bill, um, you know, it didn't completely ban the mandate, but it made them accept religious exemptions without question. And I don't think there were any significant uh, exceptions to that. That was better than what all but five states where you have Republican governors passed. Um, and most of them didn't pass anything and downright oppose it. I mean, I've had uh, legislators tell me that their leadership privately is like, why are these guys not getting these shots? What's wrong with them? They are totally on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are completely bought into Fauciism, completely every bit of it, every bit of it. There is on the issue of our lifetime, on the issue of the settlement of this continent that will define our life, liberty and property in its most literal sense. Republicans are in the same areas the Democrats are. But if you assert yourself upon them and they know that you have the potential majority, like in Kansas, to boot them out, it makes a difference. The question is, will we take our own destiny in our own hands? So three months from now, because we have to understand last night, while they lost not once but twice in federal court within an hour, they were having a meeting at the White House last night about how to try to impose even stricter COVID travel bans that also will probably get creamed and crushed. But that's the level of zealotry that we're up against, right? So let's go past the holidays and let's get to um, second week of January. Where are things at? Well, second week of January is the crossroads. Those are the most important legislative sessions in in our lifetime will they be the same as they are every year where they do absolutely nothing or will we have a state rebellion on the issues that matter and the way they matter and at the time they matter um the the, the problem we're always having is that even when republicans come around it's always a day late and a dollar short so they were against shutting down schools when that was no longer the issue against lockdowns when it was no longer the issue maybe even somewhat against masks now depending on who and where um, when it's not the predominant issue. And, you know, now now the thing is the vaccines are failing and they, they can't miss that. The booster thing was to hold them over, give them a little bit more time to distract people. They have clearly they have another play going on with this contrived um, variant where the existing Pfizer enhanced Delta is 100 times worse and is killing a ton of people. And that's really what what should scare people. And they need early treatment for that. Um, so that's kind of bizarre that they're deflecting from that. Um, but this stuff doesn't work. And even on the injury side, the, the, the magnitude of vaccine injuries are so great, even with all the cover up, it's going to bleed over soon. So the, the point is, my fear is that by then Republicans will be, yeah, yeah we're not going to have mandates. We're not have mandates. And they're going to use the courts as a way to walk away from the broader 95% of the issue that this entire thing needs to be uprooted to quote McConnell root and branch. We need constitutional amendments in every state, every state affirming a right to bodily integrity, to be secure in your person from any forced coerced government, uh, therapeutic mm -hmm. or procedure against your body. OK, that that needs to be put in there. And most states, they have the ability to actually easily pass that. If, if Republicans would be Republicans, you'd put it on the ballot. You would define the election based on that. The people would vote on that. 
Uh, it would define the landscape of the primaries because Republicans won't be able to run on, on pro-life, on pro-gun, and then for lower taxes. They would have to address the current issues at hand. Uh, this is where we are because, Steve, if we don't do that, it's moot. The damage is already done. Most people were forced to get the shots. Um, most people, they had their lives destroyed over it. Even if you stop them tomorrow, they have raised the specter that they could declare an emergency, and it might not even be health. Certainly health could be something else next time. You have no right to your body, to your breathing, to your property, to free freedom of movement. That has not been uprooted in most red states. Okay, that some of them are just like, yeah, it's no longer needed or whatever. This is pivotal. If we don't run on medical freedom, healthcare freedom from a biomedical state, we have nothing left. And, and Steve, I'll just say this. The, the, normally, I would be dancing from the rooftops with the abortion stuff. It's kind of bittersweet because you know what's worse than them accessing an abortion for their people? Forcing us to get an abortion. And what COVID fascism is akin to is forcing us. They are aborting our adults. They are killing our people in multiple ways with this thing. By the way, including uh, spontaneous abortions. I just saw a Pfizer document that a court just released. In three months, they had over 200 spontaneous abortions from the shots that they recorded in their own data. Um, so that's that's the point, Steve. Um, you know, I believe in stopping abortion, but I believe in saving our lives first. So to me, if, if a candidate is saying they're pro-life, but they don't address the consummate pro-life issue of our time, they're worthless. Very, very well said, brother. Take care. All right. Well done. See you next week. You got it. If you want to get involved in the real estate market during these unprecedented times, Bing. make sure you go in with a real estate agent that you can trust. And it's just this easy to find one. Go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com, a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates who, unfortunately, ran into real estate agents they found out too late they could not trust. And that's why they thought this was necessary because they didn't want the same fate to happen to you. So just about anywhere you want to move from or to in the continental U.S., we can probably help you find on this website a real estate agent that you can trust. Again, that's at realestateagentsitrust.com. Head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Any final thoughts? That last thing he said there about normally I'd being rejoicing, it really dovetails nicely to what we talked about. This, what a momentous ruling if it goes the way we pray it goes. But get ready for what happens afterwards because it's coming one way or the other. Don't let bodily autonomy, COVID fascism turn into the next pro-life thing for the next 40 yeah. years. Stop bodily autonomy with exceptions. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll come back again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.